What happens when a Catholic deacon matches wits with a Catholic radio show host? You get a marriage made in heaven. They may not always agree, but they're always faithful. It's the Akins with their view from the pew on Modern Day Radio. And welcome to this episode of View from the Pew. I'm your host, Brenda Aiken, and joining me today is the man who always makes sure I have a hot pot of coffee when I leave in the morning, the good deacon, Scott Aiken. That is my routine for commitment to my spouse. Make that coffee every night. <laughs> I get up out of bed. If I've forgotten, I might wake up at midnight. I'll go downstairs and get that pot going, put it on program, because I just know that if you wake up in the morning, I'm going to feel somehow guilty that you didn't get a cup of coffee. So that's what 35 years of marriage gets you. It gets you a, a pot of coffee every morning. Well, you surely must have realized that tip or that idea to make sure that I had coffee in the morning. You must have learned that from my mom and dad. My dad fixes my mom a cup of coffee every morning. And she sits in her chair and she waits and he says, that's my job. And he brings her her cup of coffee. I was a witness to that over the weekend. I took a little trip down to San Diego to visit with my folks. My mom had been under the weather over the summer. She's recovered. She is doing great and just wanted to go over and check in with them. And well, that's what he did. Every morning that I was there, he made coffee and he brought her a cup fixed just like she likes it. And the way that she likes it is she likes a little coffee in her cream. <laughs> Isn't that the way? <laughs> Not the other way around. Uh, there's a good amount of cream. Yeah. With cream and light on the sugar. She doesn't like it too sweet, but their relationship, they've been married nearly 60 years. And so they've learned a thing or two about each other. And this was part of a trip that I went down again to check on them, to make sure they're well. But it was also a time for us to have a little bit of a conversation. Me and my brothers wanted to visit with my mom and dad just to make sure that we knew what their desires were as they kind of get into these these years where they need a little bit more help and assistance and we want to make sure that yeah that that we do what they want that change is coming in their lives they're not always they're not as independent as they've always been and that they need a little bit more assistance making sure that there's somebody available to drive them at night because they don't like to drive at night anymore and so my brothers are making those changes for them and it's not easy to do. Yeah, and you know that we're so far away can can make it challenging. But I just love the fact that uh, it's not that long when you think about hopping on a plane here in Portland down to San Diego, just a couple hours, and you're there. So I think the more time goes by, the more that will be a routine for at least you. Uh, but I sure love going down and visiting with your mom and dad. And uh, and and it's you know since my parents have passed, I mean I'm I'm even that much more connected to your mom and dad because they they give me just they're just years of wisdom and uh, just having that care when you go down to visit it's great so i was a little i was a little jelly a little jealous <laughs> i wanted to get on the plane with you but i had work to do but uh, but no you're right you know change is coming and i've been through some change with my parents having passed and you know it's just part of our our life right now with our new grandchild that we see we see life and we also have to wrestle with our mortality. And that is part of the change that it happens to everybody and no one is exempt from it. 
I think it's good, too, for you to go down and visit my family once in a while. It reminds you of the reasons why I am the way that I am. Uh, I, I resemble both my parents in so many ways, and I can see myself doing things the way that my mom would do it. And in fact, we had friends over and I was laughing and he said, oh, my goodness, you did that just like your dad. We are our, our parents' children, and I'm thankful for all that they have been willing to talk to us about, and I'm just so thankful for their willingness to be open about that, recognizing their own frailties and inabilities to do things that they once were able to do, and they were open for the discussion, they, they heard what we had to say, and how grateful I am to be able to have my brothers there to help my mom and dad, and that for all of us, we're able to get together and and have a difficult discussion. But looking over the whole weekend, it was such a blessing to know that they are open and we are open and by God's will, we'll be able to let these, these years of their life be just times of real joy and as anxiety-free as we can make them. Well, that brings us to today's topic. We don't have a special guest, but coming up in our second half, well, the good deacon and I, we're going to talk about how to handle change. And I'll be the first to admit, I'm not good at it. Not the way you are, Scott. You see a change coming up and you can adapt pretty quickly. So we got a great show ahead for you on this week's View from the Pew. Stay with us. Mater Dei Radio and Father Eric Anderson in a prayer to St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Joseph, you are the chaste and loving spouse of the Virgin Mary, the foster father of Jesus, the protector and provider of the Holy Family and all families. We have complete confidence in your loving care for new life and in your fidelity to the family. We commend our efforts to your prayers and protection. Help us always to defend the gift of human life, that it may grow to the abundance of eternal life promised and bestowed on us by your Son, our brother, Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matudayradio.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak from DeepAdventure.com with Deep Virtue number 80. You know, uh, several years ago, I was walking along the beach in Waikiki and I see a strong, strong, howly-looking kid, you know, big and strong and pearly blonde hair, surfer. But he seemed to be just a little bit lost. He just didn't seem to be able to find his way in the world. And I just sensed that, oh, he, you know, he just, he, he was missing uh, something in his life that told him that he could do anything he wanted to do. And I walked up to him. I said, how would you like to be one of the best tandem surfers in the world? 
And he looked at me and said, I'd love to. And I worked with him and I worked with him. And that young man uh, has been to the podium many times in championships, winning tandem surfing events. We need to have something in our lives. We need to have something in our lives that draws us. And I'm asking you, what is your passion? Now, I don't mean passion in the sense of being driven, but what is the desire that God's put in your heart? God has given you a passion project. God has called you no different than when I walked up to that young man or when Jesus walked up to his disciples when he called them and said, follow me. Jesus is speaking into your heart, follow me, not just to have your prayer time with him and to, and, to, and to love and serve your family, but God has specific callings in each of our lives. I know what I have in store for you, plans, plans for peace, not destruction, a future reserved for you, full of hope. If you seek me, I will let you find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me. God says, I have plans for you. Get close to the Lord. And ask God, what is your will for, for me, Lord? And then start to serve God. Wherever you are, just find a way to serve God. And as you serve God, God will direct your path. It's like the, the, the tires of the car need to be moving before it's easy to turn the wheels. Start moving in the Lord. Serve where you are. Serve where you're planted. Develop, And God will develop a passion project in your life. This is Bear Wozniak from DeepAdventure.com with this week's Deep Virtue number 80. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. A sincere thank you from all of us at Mater Day Radio for making our recent fall share an inspiring success. We appreciate you uniting with us during this joy-filled event to be changed and revive hearts through Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. We're both humbled and grateful for all of Mater Day Radio's benefactors, volunteers, guests, and donors, including Ernesto's Italian Restaurant, Jade Bistro and Patisserie, Catering by Suzanne, Chick-fil-A in Raleigh Hills, The Ladies of Christ the King Parish, St. Cecilia's Prayer Shawl Ministry, and the St. Thomas Aquinas Prayer Shawl Ministry. If you miss Monterey Radio's Fall share Be Changed, you can still join this thankful celebration and make your gift now at MonterreyRadio.com or on the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you again for being a part of our vital mission of leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Monterey Radio. It's Deacon Scott and Brenda Aiken with their View from the Pew on Mater Dei Radio. And now it's time for this week's View from the Pew. You know, when you mentioned at the break there that change is something that is a challenge for you. And for me, it is something that's a nature of, of who I am. And I never realized how valuable that and necessary that would be for being a deacon. And I was just up at the cathedral in Seattle celebrating the the mass for Kateri Tikawitha. And unfortunately, the, the bishop who was going to preside uh, wasn't able to be there on time due to a scheduling conflict. And so, consequently, I was asked by the concelebrant who became suddenly the celebrant, Father Ryan, uh, can you go ahead and do the homily? And so, change was thrust upon me and I had to adapt in the instant and trusting in God that this that everything that happens is has an ordained component to it I let that go and uh, boy I just was so grateful to do the homily and it was just, and it was that ability to roll with the punches roll with the change and I think that's what our life is is all about and when we're able to keep our eyes on God we can do just miraculous things and, the, and it came out just beautiful 
reminding reminding me of my mom and dad, my grandparents, and talking about the the challenges and the and the and the joys of my faith through those years of being in a family that had both a Catholic tradition and a tribal faith tradition as well. Scott, I think that's a great example about how easily you can adapt to, you know, changes like that. And it allows you to also be ready for some of those big changes, big things that happen in life that we have to be ready for. I, on the other hand, even in simple tasks like this is my plan for the day, and I know it in my mind. And if one thing kind of sets it off, I don't I, I don't bump around and make that adjustment very easily. I, I'm really like, nope, that wasn't in the plan. We can't adjust that way. And so when bigger things happen, I feel like I'm a little more resistant to that. Now, there's a lot of changes going on. In fact, at the time that this is airing earlier in the day, I said goodbye to my co-host, David Endress, on The Morning Blend. That's a big change. He and I have been doing that show for five years together since I started here at Mater Day Radio. He is retiring, and now what I have gotten so set in my morning routine, completely upended. Mm -hmm. And I have to go through this change. And I don't want to, and I'm resistant to it. But what I can't be resistant to is being open to God's will. And even in the Archdiocese of Seattle, there's some big changes going on and there's mm-hmm. some big mm-hmm. uprooting that's going to be happening with the Partners in the Gospel initiative and there's not enough priests to serve our needs. And so there is a regrouping and there looks like there will be parishes that will be combining in order to meet the needs of the parish. It is difficult, but if we just kind of keep in mind some ideas, we can't get through these things. So on today's show, I thought we'd talk about some of those things, Scott, and you can maybe help me and help those who are facing a big change in their life to be guided by the Holy Spirit and to God's will. So first of all, I found this on an article from Alatea, and it talked about how we, our, our human selves, by God's design, were created for change. And I went, why would we be created for change? But recognizing that we are not born as full-grown adults with all the knowledge of the world, well, then I go, oh, well, quite obviously then, we are designed to change. We grow, we expand, and our knowledge of God grows. We allow it. Yeah, you know, I think if if you're a kid, maybe you used to play with, like like models or or you played with with um, dolls or matchbox cars and you put up trees and you you set up a landscape. You know God didn't create creation like that. But as a kid, we would think, okay, we'll put our things up and then it's kind of static, and they're just plastic pieces we're using, right? So they're not going to change. But in we know in in real life, everything is changing. Everything is growing, and at the same time, everything is is dying. We see decay right now happening with fall as the leaves drop. The change is happening. The season is changing. Um, so when God created uh, his creation in Genesis that we read, it was established with that change as a part of its very existence. It wasn't going to be the trees will be those trees and never change throughout 
eternity. No, right. there, there is a process of their, of their development. And so at least for the created time that we live in, that's, that's not the eternal time, but in the created time, in the time of the clock, so to speak, things are going to change. In eternity, it's a, it's a whole different reality. But in, in the reality we work with, change is a constant. And so we are created to live in that change. And so is all of God's creation that, that operates through, uh, through chronos, as the Greek would say, in time, as opposed to kairos, God's time, which is timeless. For me especially, I think what I have difficulty in change is that I have to deal with an uncertainty. I don't know what's going to happen. But when I recognize that the change is happening, I have to be willing to accept there is an uncertainty about it. When when a show ends and it's got to be reprogrammed, I'm uncertain about how it's going to time out, and I'm even more uncertain uncertain about how people are going to be accepting of that. Yeah, you know, that's uh, as as change occurs and the uncertainty exists, it is the foundation of what Christ calls us to, faith. Faith is an uncertainty, but there's a knowledge behind it. The knowledge is truth that Christ gives us. The uncertainty is how is that? How am I going from A to B, and what might happen to me along the way? The certainty is I am God's, and through our baptism, we have a promise that we inherit all that Christ has been given by the Father. But when we think of Christ's action within His life here on Earth, what was He doing constantly? He was constantly looking to the Father to see the Father in order to know the will of the Father, which is what his uncertainty was, what is the Father going to do? Only the Father knows when Jesus will come again in his second coming. Only his Father in heaven knows. So even for Jesus, he asserts that there is knowledge that the Father has that is specific as well. So it's part of our createdness that we have this deep connection with Christ, who represents to us and understands our humanness, that we live a life and we have uncertainties. And when we have those uncertainties, how do we support one another? How do we build each other's faith so that those uncertainties do not paralyze us or cause us to be despondent? I think, too, it's important to recognize, Scott, looking at our own marriage. In fact, we just had this discussion recently. When you are off balance, something has upset you, I have an ability to remain steady. Well, likewise for me, which seems to happen more often than not, I get spun out thinking about all of the possibilities of something and you just remain constant, like my base. And especially with change, it's important to keep it in perspective. I want to blow up change to be something so enormous I can't possibly tackle it, but you remain constant and you say, okay, let's not blow this out of proportion. I mean, I think that's a very practical thing to think about when facing change. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when we talk about change, it might be viewed by some as disorder. Oh my gosh, my life is so disordered. It's, there's so much change going on. But when we look at it from uh, our perspective of faith, we 
began to rest more and more in the notion and understanding that God orders things and creates order out of the disorder. I think when we interviewed Father Spitzer, how, how great he talked about the universe. Father Spitzer, who we interviewed some time ago, he's, he's just an amazing theologian, and he's also an amazing scientist who, who speaks about galaxies and, and the, the universe. Um, and, it, and it looks like there's so much disorder. But when we look more closely at it, we understand in the context of God's creation, there is, there is um, a clear order to how things move in the universe and move in life. And even through disorder, that might be like what we're contending with with um, Israel and, and Palestine. The Lord sees them, sees them all, and is looking for a, a way to work with us to bring an understanding of order. What's God's order? What's God's will? And there's, there's so much change and uncertainty that's going on. But God wants us, who seem to be, in many respects, on the sidelines, to be praying, praying the rosary, praying to help guide us through our trust in Jesus' mother, who he gave us on the cross. In that disorder of the moment of Christ being crucified, complete disorder. He finds focus to give John to his mother and his mother to, to John. And in that moment, that's our connection to how are we going to deal with tremendous disorder? We're going to trust his mother who follows his son, follows her son. And as she follows her son, she's constantly guiding us to be at peace. My son is with us. My son will do what he said he's going to do. We, that's our faith. Our faith comes from that moment of complete disorder. And so when we look at something contrasting that, like we're seeing in the world today with all that's going on, Jesus told his disciples that you will suffer in this life, but know that I have overcome it. So don't lose faith. That order is mine. And I will bring you to that place where order will be your peace, joy, and your rest. And it's also that that ability to not end my will and take on God's. And we've talked about this before, too, but it's aligning my will to God's in so many ways, especially when we are faced with uncertainty, that there is change, that we want to control it. And if we can control it, then it feels less fearful. I have less fear. It feels less uncertain because I'm just going to guide it through. So we do need to surrender to God's will and align ours with his and trust. God will not let us down. He will not lead us into danger. He, he knows what is best for us more than we do. And then once we do that, new opportunities. That what was great before and had to change, well, the opportunity that it allows, even greater. I felt that most assuredly when I left my previous job. I had no idea what I was going to do. I had built a whole future on an idea that was going to take us years into our retirement, and it didn't work out, and I was lost. But God had something even greater, and he led me here to the radio station. There are new opportunities always awaiting if we just let God 
help us change. And growing pains are difficult and they are painful. But then new opportunities are always there. One of the great examples I find in the Bible is that the whole discussion around Christ telling the disciples about the wineskins and the new wine for new wineskins. And that can be so uh, comparable to changes we've had in our lives. When something new comes along and we have old wineskins, they no longer fit the wine, the, the new wine that we have. And you know, that wedding at Cana is, is a touchstone for us to remember the abundance that God gives us, the abundance and the best. And so when you, you know, reflect on your experience that you've, you just mentioned, you know, there's a necessity to have a new vision of your life from your perspective, and your will changes more closely aligned with the Lord because you see this abundance and this, and this grace that's been poured on you. And so the old wineskin of where you thought, this is my idea of where we're going, and this is what I'm going to do the rest of my life, changed. And, and, and therefore needed to be reformed to be more like God's will. And now you have this tremendous job, this tremendous ministry. And, and I couldn't be more proud to be a, a part of that, watching you uh, continue to grow and change. Change for uh, God's will in your life. And what this job's afforded us to be able to do brings us a view from the pew that we are have the ability to do every week. And I am thankful for my ability and time to be able to spend with my mom and dad. I am uncertain and prayerful as I look forward to the morning shows without my co-host David. But I am hopeful and I am excited about ways that I can grow and become even more a voice in the morning. Scott, before we go, will you end us in prayer today? Lord Jesus, we thank you for faith, hope, and love. And as we recognize that more fully, what those virtues mean to us, those theological virtues, that hope is what gives us the strength to move to the next day, to move to the next day, trusting that you are going to be with us throughout that day. Help us to be focused on that and gain strength in our moment as we listen to this, that today is a day that is for you. And we will live that day the best that we can, aligning our will with your Father's will. We ask this in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And that is going to wrap it up for us today. Please tune in next week as we share with you more stories about our faith our family, and our view from the pew. God bless. Have a great week. You've been listening to View from the Pew, a weekly look at faith and family life from a Catholic perspective with Deacon Scott and Brenda Aiken. For more information on the Aikens and to listen to an archive of their previous shows, visit them online at moderndayradio.com slash pew. View from the View is produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon.